0: from my house to yours welcome to ems at sea level i am joined by sanjay from ipc who seems to have growing responsibility but um what i wanted to talk to you about today was the ipc's activities in europe are you still in europe or are you are you back in the us today No, I just
1: arrived back after a great uh, one week trip to France. We participated in the global industry event there. Mm -hmm. Um, I am back in the US for a few weeks and then uh, we're off to uh, teams off to Brussels for a couple of days in the second week of April to work with some of our uh, policymaker friends there.
0: Yeah, yes. fascinating. I caught up with uh, Philippe last week, or the week before last, at the uh, an event in Munich. Yes. Uh, and there just seems to be so much going on with you guys, with statistics, with other activities in Europe. I saw on LinkedIn that you were doing another uh, solder, uh, hand soldering awards last week. So just give me a broad brush of some of the activities that are That are happening in europe and and why it's such a big focus for ipc at the moment
1: great yeah it's my pleasure to do that thank you phil for having me and for having ipc on your event show here today Uh, we have been uh, extremely active in europe the last three to five years Uh, Mm -hmm. if you look at if you look at our main pillars for ipc we focus in four key areas standards education advocacy and solutions historically through our uh, relationship with our licensed training centers spread out all across Europe, we really spent the bulk of the first 15 to 20 years of this century on the E part of it, the education part of it, mainly certification training. If you look at our statistics uh, from the last couple of years, IPC on average over the last two years has certified about 120,000 people globally, And I would say Europe probably makes up around 20 to 22% of that. So somewhere around 25,000-ish. It's a lot of people. Mm. But what we've done the last three years, and certainly as we look forward to the next five years, we want to focus on the other three pillars in addition to education. So standards, advocacy, and solutions has kind of been our main focus as we go forward. So how do we do that? We are uh, building relationships with a lot of OEMs because we want them to participate more in our standards development committees. Mm -hmm. A lot of those companies, even though they may have farmed out the assembly portion to the EMS, they are still responsible for the design, mainly for the bill of materials. So they have a heavy say in in the quality and reliability of the end product. Um, So being more engaged in the standards committees, we think is a great way to get the OEMs in. Um, In terms of advocacy, as you know, Phil, the U.S. passed their version of the CHIPS Act. Europe Mm. is about to pass their version of the CHIPS Act. We were influential in in, uh, some of the language that's in the European CHIPS Act, and we applaud and support the work of the European CHIPS Act, but it doesn't go far enough for the entire ecosystem. Um, In order for Europe to achieve its main goals, in my understanding, Phil, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Europe's main goal is to be technically sovereign and have supply chain resiliency. So so building semiconductors in Europe is an important step, but from a supply chain resiliency standpoint, if everything else in the ecosystem is done outside of Europe, well then how can you be sovereign, right? So we applaud the CHIPS Act, but our push and our advocacy for the delegates and and the policymakers in Europe is great, now let's go further. Let's include PCB, let's include EMS, let's include materials let's make sure that there's adequate capacity and capability for all of the supply chain in order for europe to be truly sovereign yeah
0: i think it's fascinating and when i look at it i you know i'm I was I was born in Europe. I currently live in Australia. I've lived in the U.S. and Mexico, um, so I kind of look at it from all the different regions. And whichever way you cut it, shorter supply chains are good for the environment. They seem to be good for local economies. So having this regionalized supply chain seems a very positive thing, uh, and that means you know having a solid supply chain in in the U.S. and throughout North America, and having a solid supply chain in western europe eastern europe and and throughout that region as well so there are there are lots of cross benefits and i can see where your involvement in the us chips act and the european chips act would would Add a lot of credibility to your voice in that in that exactly. situation.
1: So that's been our main that's been our main advocacy push. And then if I finish the story with the other pillar, then is solutions. And so here is where we have taken a real interest and an active role in sustainability. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that term is very broad. Um, it includes portions of environment, social governance, um, lots of different ways of looking at it. Lots of companies are focused on it, but. You know there is some complexity and some confusion out there as to what should the electronics industry be doing about sustainability so that is one of our main focus focus points as an organization and Europe as you know plays a big part in that because a lot of the environmental uh, pillars and a lot of the environmental concerns usually originate out of Europe and so we have been forming committees and councils to begin establishing and assessing what should be the right thing for IPC to do to help our industry move forward. And we've yeah. established a council, and that council is made up of global members, including many members from Europe, we've got BAE Systems as an, as an aerospace OEM involved, we've got Zollner As a European-based EMS company involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're very excited about that initiative as we move forward. And there'll be more details on that as we as the year unfolds. We're we're starting out with doing kind of what we call a materiality assessment of the situation. We're having these companies that are part of this council play a big role in that. And I think um, very quickly it's gonna become pretty apparent, you know, what. The industry really wants to prioritize for sustainability. And then what will IPC's be, be, role there be to help move that forward?
0: Yeah. When I look at IPC's role in many of these things, I, I just see this global organization that can bring so many people together from different regions, from different parts of the supply chain. And that's where, where most value can be added. And yeah. you know, I, I look at ESG and I think, well, we just need to be doing more. And I know a lot of that is led out of Europe. And, you know, as a European, I'm, I'm proud of that fact. And I absolutely think as well, you we should need be. To measure our companies in terms of their performance on that, just as we do in terms of their financial performance.
1: And if you look at our DNA, historically, I mean, historically, we've always been a standards development organization. Mm-hmm. And some of the key pieces of that are the ability to bring different people to the table. Uh, to discuss challenges, work together in some sort of consensus fashion to find a solution. That's kind of what standards development has been. And we've kind of taken that model and we are now extrapolating that across education now. Let's get committees together to talk about what is the right education and right workforce development for both operators and engineers. On the advocacy side, you know, let's make sure that the PCB guys and the EMS guys and the semiconductor guys and the materials folks and the research folks are all sitting down at the table talking together. What oftentimes happens, Phil, and you know this better than anybody, is that a lot of people have great ideas, but those ideas become very siloed, right? Mm-hmm. And and then when you try to look at the linkage between the silos, there isn't any because they should have been talking together right from the get-go. Yeah, uh, We like to say at IPC that from a values standpoint, the C in IPC stands for collaboration. And yeah. that's, I think, what we've become experts at, is getting the right people in the room together, building a nice environment for them and saying, okay, here's the challenge. Now figure it out.
0: Yeah, and you've proved it successfully with things like CFX and various other different processes you've gone through when that collaboration has been um, hugely successful. I think what's really interesting with ESG is we've got the um, potential to really reflect what the consumers want from the OEMs, what the OEMs need from the EMSs and what the EMS companies need from the supply chain. And your ability to bring all of those together is, you know, is, is, is really critical. When you look at the relationship between the different regions within the organisation. One of the things that you're really good at is providing data. You have a, um, a kind of a team and a relationship with Informer in in Germany. You are starting to produce statistics that that look like IPC statistics.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you said so. Well, the, well, the lion's share of the credit belongs to Dieter Weis. Um, we. Uh, Philippe and I uh, spoke to Dieter three, four years ago. You know, Dieter, being part of the industry before, had his own history with IPC. Yeah, um, no reason to get into the details of that. What's important to say is that I think Dieter saw IPC in a different light. You know, we're a fairly new management team. John has John, Dr. John Mitchell has been the CEO just for mm-hmm. uh, he's starting his eleventh year. You know, yeah. he brought in a fairly you know, a um, new team, but a very experienced team to kind of run, you know, these things. I think Dieter saw us in a different way um, and recognized the fact that he could help IPC tremendously. And I think he saw an opportunity for IPC to kind of help him with his research and spreading the word and getting the word out for him. And so it's been a great partnership. And we, mm-hmm. we are thrilled to know him. And he's such a breath of fresh air. And he's so direct. And so he's so focused on the truth. And it's yeah. such an admirable quality to be yeah. focused on the truth. And mm-hmm. so I think it's been a great partnership. Um, I've seen some of the interviews with him that he's done with you and with others. And I think he thinks that the partnership is going great. Yeah, I think there's. Does. there's there's bigger things we can do. I know that he's looking now at the U.S. market to see if he can add some value there. He's looking at the Asian market to see if he can add some value there, and we're there to support him, and he's there to support us. He uh, he participates in a number of the events that we've done since last year. Uh, he'll be participating in at least four events with IPC this year, um, yeah. um, and uh, he's just uh, he's a champion for the industry. The industry yeah, to have him. Yeah, he
0: certainly is. And, and you know what I think is fascinating when I listen to him and he's passionate about the EMS industry and he's passionate about specifically the European industry. But when I look at all these initiatives, it's not about competition between Europe and the US. All of these things are mutually beneficial. The yeah. shorter supply chains, the more resilient, robust supply chains that are perhaps more regionalized benefit everybody. And there, Absolutely. Isn't, there isn't a you know one has to win lose for the other one to win
1: absolutely absolutely and we're always when we're when we're talking with in in you know we're talking about the example of Dieter Weiss and Informa here but this would apply to any partnership is it's mm. always it's always about what can we do in a complementary basis to help and value and benefit the industry, right? For us, it's not about competition. We certainly don't want to start our own statistics program in Europe. Why should we? We've got a guy that's been doing it for 20 years and he's fantastic at it. So how can we, how can we bolt ourselves on onto that and provide him some value while Mm. he's providing our members some value? And there are examples of that in Asia and there are examples of that in the U S that, that we've been part of. And, and that's the thing that we're focused on getting back to your original question about Europe is for us what our members have told us is yeah we know you guys do standards and we know you guys do certification but what we really need IPC to do is make the industry more visible to yeah. to the consumers to the policymakers and so yeah. part of our strategy that Philippe and I have designed for the for the region is we just need to be showing our faces more often so mm-hmm. whereas five years ago Phil maybe we were part of two trade shows you know. Uh, Productronica, and maybe we do another one. Now we're down. Now we're doing eight to ten trade shows, wow. right? Yeah, we got, we're doing a trade show in Turkey this year. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we will be in uh, Budapest at, at a Hungarian Inno Electro show. We've added Estonia to our list of places we're going to be. And this yeah. is all about supporting the industry and and making sure that the industry understands that we're there to support them in any way they need us to support.
0: Yeah, and what I love is that, you know, you can respond to the industry. If if someone turns around to Philippe and say, you know, we need an event in France that covers this, you can put a day together and you can get the right kind of people in front of them and you can create the right audience for those events. And I think that's, that's hugely successful and that agility and ability to bring people together. And I love what you said about the C standing for collaboration. I think that's you know, creating collaborations is the most important thing a trade association can do.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of C words that we think we, we feel very strongly about. I mentioned collaboration. I talked about complementary earlier. Mm. And then I think the biggest C word that we're using, and I think you probably saw this at Apex too, is we have a new magazine called Community that's out. Mm. And we're really trying to build various communities, and some of them are generic in fashion, and some of them are very, very targeted. Um, yeah. Advanced packaging has become a very big theme of ours, and there's a very targeted community that we're building there. Again, we're doing it because we want the right players talking to each other, because we don't want solutions created in a vacuum. We want yeah. solutions created in an open consensus building environment, because we think at the end, if it's done that way, everybody in the supply chain benefits, You yeah. know, whether- And and everyone from the supply chain, it's interesting, uh, did some interviews in France last week in terms of the value of standards, not just IPC standards, but standards Mm -hmm. in general. We talked about IEC. We talked about other standards as well. And in France, it it came down to four words. And it's four very simple words. You know them. Everybody knows them. But it was nicely crystallized by that group of French engineers. Cost, efficiency, quality, reliability. Yeah. Yeah. And some, yeah. and some Venn diagram that shows some overlap between those four yeah. different categories. Um, that's what they're striving for when they wanna adopt standards in their manufacturing processes.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna throw one more C in and that's communication. I think you've done a great job of that this year. It was nice at um Apex to be able to talk to John, to be able to spend some time with Sean. I just came off a, another conversation with Sean recently talking okay. about the economic indicators that the EMS industry should be focused on, to speak to Matt Kelly on the uh, yeah. on the technology side and now to speak to you as well. So I really appreciate the IPC being so open in its communication with the media and um, to to the broader audience. So.
1: Well, I mean, I think the reason we do it is because we recognize the value that you're bringing. You're supporting the industry in your own way and whatever we can do to help you continue to benefit and value the industry, we want to be part of that. And I think that's one of the culture points that John brought to the organization and brought to the industry is, you know, we have a very much a leave it, you know, leave your egos at the door mentality. It's not about taking credit and doing that we are happy to go solo when it's when it's right to go solo. And we're happy to t- be teamwork and partners when it's right to be teams. Yeah. I think that's, you know, we look at the we look at how do we bring the best value to the member is really yeah. the, the, uh, the the mission. And, yeah. and we look at all forms. So I think, you know, working with you and working with Eric and working with the other folks, it's been it's been great because we see the tremendous value that collectively we can bring to the to the industry.
0: Yeah, well, fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing, Sanjay. You're doing a fabulous job. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time and look forward to seeing you next time in Europe or the US or wherever we both happen to be.
1: I appreciate the catch up, Phil. Always a pleasure to speak to you. And I look forward to our next opportunity as well.